live? Check this out. Vulnerability is powerful, really, my G. You get me? Talk on it. And the most gangster thing you could do is serve. And this is the All The Way Live podcast. What's good? Yo, my brother Miles ain't never tell no lie because when he says this is the All The Way Live podcast, he is right on the money. You know exactly what it is, man. The content directly dedicated towards putting together that carefully curated content for Ukrainian. We do this on a daily, on a weekly basis. You know, we take things, topics, and ideas that you guys have. We listen to what y'all are saying. We apply ourselves to them, and we bring it with the sole intention of being able to create a space of positivity, man, because we know that people is going through it. And if this could be even, say, a, a short moment in someone's day, Oh, where we can uplift somebody, we can we can give somebody some of that positive energy to keep on moving. That's exactly what we do this for. And we say it every week, whether it's one person, 10 people, 10,000 people, 100,000 people, a million people, it don't matter to us. Absolutely, everybody is welcome. We welcome you to a space. You're a family right now, man. What it is, Mr. Miles? Big facts, man. Y'all are more than welcome. It wouldn't be nothing without you. Nothing. Nothing. Wouldn't be nothing without y'all, man, you know? So we got to shout out. Of course, of course, you know where we're going with it. You know who's in the building, of course. I'm in the building. It's ways in the building. But also y'all are in the building, man. So shout out to y'all, wherever y'all might be at. Shout out to them. Shout out to them. They're all over SoundCloud. We've seen them all over the place. Shout out to them. Yeah, wherever y'all, Apple Music, Spotify, if you're catching us live on the YouTube, if you're live on the Twitch. Man, we couldn't be more appreciative. We, 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 we'll we try. We'll try and level up in the, as we do with everything we do. But without further ado, you know what I'm saying? Chicago's in the building. Joe Berg is in the building. Wait. Pause. Nope. Hold up. Nope. Rewind. Joe Berg is in the building. Yo, where is the building, son? I'm currently in Exeter, London. Unite. You know, Orchard Kingdom. I'm in the Queensland, baby. We told you we're going to relocate. We did it on y'all. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. I, I'm glad I was able to kind of, you know, go over that hill, scout that area out for you. I saw that everything was all good in the UK. I told my brother, go ahead and make that move. You know what I'm saying? No continent is safe. We might be coming to a continent near you very soon, right? So you already know what's going on, man. The UK is in the building. Chicago's in the building. On this side, this podcast is recorded on stolen land, if you ain't know that, right? Chicago, part of the United States, this land was cared for by the Potawatomi people the Council of the Three Fires, the indigenous Native American people whom this land was removed from violently. And the violence that was done to them is inseparable from the state that we find our city in, the state that we find this country in, and the state that we find this world in. And what a state it is, bro. You know, Amen. I'm glad I got you and the people just to even to go through it, make sense of it with, because it is what a world it is, man. So with that, we lift up love as we always do for indigenous people the world over, for Native Americans the world over. We lift up love for black and brown people the world over. Like that, the intro's over. Let's get into the show. Hey, there's so much to be able to talk about. As you're saying about the, this crazy world that we're in, there's just, you know, it's been a week of a lot of activity. You know what I'm saying? A week of a lot of activity. Uh, one of the things that actually I came across actually before I came here, there was a group of Caribbean and African um, student council or something to that effect here in Exeter. And they were all getting together to discuss um, consciousness and what is being woke and just being in that space and seeing the conversations that that they were having, it motivated me to, to to appreciate that we really are in a time where people are actively thinking about uh, being conscious and and being caring and and empathetic. It's a beautiful thing to see. Yeah, we definitely. I think like a year or so, maybe two years back, we went through a rough period with like the whole woke term. And it got real ugly, as it does when things get overused and oversaturated. I think we kind of commodified, like, enlightenment in a way. But the the good part of that is that you have people that get that get on the snowball as whether they get on for the trend, whether they get on because they really believe in educating themselves and enlightening themselves. We're not really judging you at this point. If you still are involved in trying to educate yourself, trying to understand the world in a different way and trying to be woke now that people are talking about it less. I mess with that. I rocks with that. And and we are seeing some of the fruits of that, I think, these days. Definitely. Cool. 
and it's necessary. <laughs> it's necessary. It's, it's very necessary. And one of the questions that were one of the questions that were being discussed about is the so the, the being in the social media age, right, where there's just a constant flurry of of news happening. There's a constant flurry of uh, different parts of the world that are being affected tragically, right? And the question is, how do we engage with that on a daily basis? Like, how what's people's relationship with that? Is Are people supposed to overcare and try and throw themselves into as many things as possible? Um, are the ways and the stereotropes that even we're seeing these messages, like the played out starving African child image that keeps getting played out? Like, what is our relationship with this concept of, of, of the problems that we're now exposed with based on social media? Yeah, well, I think it's a problem that we've been experiencing, we as like people in society, uh, starting with the Western world, but kind of spreading to everybody due to technology for a long time, right? With the radio, you know, that was the first kind of device that really, well, even take it back, the printing press, right? You started having, people were recording stories in one land, that story was getting reported to somewhere else. And now you have this information about good, and often bad things that it's like, man, this is happening to real people, but it's kind of outside the area that I have access to affect, right? So you have the printing press, boom. Then you have the radio, right? People are over the airwaves hearing about stuff that's happening in other countries, boom, to the television. Now people are seeing stuff that's happening in other countries and all over the world, right? And then all the way to the internet and the social media, we're now all of that access to the entire world, everybody's broadcast, everybody's voice, everybody's perspective is in your pocket. Everybody's perspective is in your pocket. And how do you filter through that? Uh, That's a tough question, man. What is, what are, what are the tools that you use to go through all that? I mean, you know, me and my relationship with social media as it is, I have a very tumultuous relationship with it. Just, and this maybe speaks to the reason why it's been difficult for us to market this this show of ours is because we both aren't fully social media people if we're if we're being transparent about our platform but even that's being transparent and generous (laughs) (laughs) i would say we are social media deficient and there are positive things about that in this day and age but there are also it also means that yeah especially with marketing getting things out there uh to perfectionists who don't love to be in the the digital populace it's tough it's tough. It's very tough. It's very, very tough, you know. But even then, that's the reality of like this this new world that we're going into is that the your profile, who you are, your representation is all encapsulated on this social media type of platform. Even like the way that we even choose mates and we establish relationships, many times that is the main reference point that people are gonna are gonna use in order to be able to share about who it is that they're engaging with. So, you know check my Instagram or whatever the case is. But then it starts to ask questions. It starts to, it starts to get deep, right? It starts to get deep yeah. because I, right, boom, you ever, what you, you have a, a shawty that you talk to or a partner that you talk to, whatever the case is now yeah. between the lines of where social media are and what people are sharing and oversharing at what line in terms of choosing the partner is way too far on the social media scope for you to be able to feel comfortable sharing. How comfortable with the content of your partner, are you? Well, I think there's two very related, uh, but like different questions there. There's how how comfortable am I with content related to my relationship and how comfortable am I with content, my whatever, what my partner might post themselves, right? And the third yeah. part would be how comfortable is my partner with what I post, but I don't have social media for precisely that reason. I'm eliminating work wherever I can. I'm, if I can cut that from two, from a three-headed dragon to a two-headed dragon, we're going to go ahead and do that. <laughs> Even if it's my head, I got to cut off. They say cut off your nose to spite your face. I say forget the whole head. Cut the head off. <laughs> cut the head off. The whole head, cut off. the whole head off. So I don't have social media. But in terms of what my partner posts on social media, I'm actually inspired by what they post. If I was going to have a social media uh, if I was going to have, listen, listen to how old I sound, G. If I was going to have a social media, if I was going <laughs> to reopen my, my Instagram account, if I was going to get back on Twitter, 
I would want to post in in the same way that she does. I can't pronounce her handle, but we'll throw it in the we'll throw it in the uh, description because uh, she hates the way I pronounce it. It's Frangolani, which is not going to help you find it. <laughs> Listen, all. get you at one all. like Miles that can big you up on this own show. Get you somebody like Miles. Word. We'll, we'll we'll throw that in the we'll throw that in the chat. But so she posts uh, like majority informative stuff with like. A, a mix of her, like definitely with her style and personality infused into all of it, what she posts, how she posts, but it's not about her in the sense that it's not like, here's the sandwich I ate and here's the club I went out to. And here's the, you know what I mean? It's always in service of this was a moment that meant something to me. So I'll post that. And that's the extent of what's posted. That's personal. If I, if it really felt like something like to me, and then it's a lot of the rest of it is educational and informative and is related to the things that she sees in the world that she thinks need to be um, amplified. And that's, that's how I would want to. That's great and all. But my question is, what if she was doing OnlyFans then? What if it was OnlyFans? Because you just gave this great description and I'm so happy for you and this blossoming relationship that you're in. This is great. But for the sake of content, Miles Xavier, what if it was the complete polar opposite of that type of information and what you were getting was that exclusive exclusivity? What would be the line of too much? Me personally? Hit him. Let him know. I'll think about it. You think about it? I'll think about it. So, oof, I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't, I didn't think about how much I might be talking about her during this, but my, my girl is also a, a sexual health and wellness educator, right? And so there's also a component of her uh, career that is, <laughs> I didn't mean to pull up the OnlyFans logo while you're talking about your girl, my dog, my bad. That's just a coincidence in timing. Full disclaimer, um, Nah, nah, no, no, no disclaimer because we're not we're not going doth for test too much. I'm all I'm saying is that so there's an aspect of her professional life that also plays into um yeah, just being maybe more her posts being more related to sex, more related to uh gender issues and stuff like that. So it's 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 funny to say if it was like OnlyFans. And I think a big part of that is like security and the word you used, exclusivity, right? What do you want in your relationship to be only for you, right? Between you and your partner. Yeah. And yeah. Sounds like you have. Go ahead. Jump in. I, I don't have much to it. I'm a private person, you know, but again, how private I how private I am extends to the type of people I try to be around. So in in truthfulness it wouldn't necessarily be, I don't know if, if that, that would be something that I'd be comfortable with, but if we're going to speak, you know, I have dated people that have shared a lot of things on their social media, you know what I'm saying? And I didn't, I never found myself in a place where I, I, I was judging, stopping, commenting, trying to, you know what I'm saying? Trying to, trying to stop what somebody is sharing. I've never found myself to be that person. There are things that I've, that I've seen that I'll be like, okay, maybe this would be further than I would be able to share personally. But if it is something that makes somebody happy and it's coming from the right place and the intention, that's the word intention behind it. If the intention behind it is good, then so be it. But like even drug dealers have good intentions. <laughs> Drug dealers and their intentions is for sure another entire episode of the All The Way Live podcast. Don't y'all dare, like, stop tuning into us until we get that episode out, right? We, we, we want y'all to hold us accountable because drug dealers <laughs> and their intentions, that might be a, that might be a special. That might, we might just do that one live. 100%. I got an album with, the, with that title coming soon. Not, dude, not. <laughs> that's so perfect. But intention is a huge part of this conversation for sure because... So let's 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 break this down into chunks really quick, because you said you have had partners that have uh, shared a lot on social media before. Right. And when you when there's a there's a different intention behind, I think, sharing on Instagram where only a select few will be, have the opportunity to really monetize that type of content where only fans, everybody is really trying to get money out of it. Miles, and, it's only the fans. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. Yeah. No, we got to If they right there by the glass, got to dunk them. Ladies and gentlemen, y'all know what's going on. But but check this out. Right. So it's like it's like 
if my girl is, I, it's funny because that actually makes me almost feel like if my girl was on OnlyFans and we had an open discussion where it was like, this is what, this is the type of show she wants to do. This is what she wants to show. Woo, woo, woo. And it's for the bread. And that bread goes to whatever our, you know, it goes to, it's her money for sure. But like, if we go on dates or whatever, and she's paying for some of them or we're splitting the bill and that's how she gets money. Like maybe I could have that conversation. I think it's actually probably, it would probably be tougher for me to swallow not getting no money and her not yeah. getting no money. And my girl being on Instagram and just going like, you know what I'm saying? Full out, like hustler, not yeah, Not leaving anything to the, not leaving much to the imagination. I think that would bother me more because it's like, well, you, what are you getting from this besides attention? And why do you need that attention from somewhere besides me? And that goes back to the conversation of intention, right? It's all intention behind it. If the intention is something as rudimentary as that, I don't think it will be something as a as a principle I'd be attracted to, just the intention of soul attention, not so much. But if it makes somebody happy and it's empowering in the ways that they feel it to be empowering and it's done tastefully with the right, with, you know, the right things, then, um, yo, guys, sign up for my ladies only fans, man, $5 a month. Ten dollars a week. I don't know if I could be support the brother, bro. The English is expensive. I don't know if I would want the people in that are in my circle that would hear that would see a post that I post to be the ones in my girlfriend's OnlyFans. I think I would prefer if they were like out of towners. You know what I mean? If she has some dudes from Portland. And I'm, I'm, I'm starting in the family group chat. I'm sending it straight to the family group chat first. I'm sending it to the school group chats. I'm sending it to my Duo Foundation. Yo, big ups. Support, support the hustle, man. Support the dream. Well, if you want to OnlyFans and have a man, it seems like you might have to hit up his way. It seems like that might be the guy. Yeah, oh, yeah. Listen, we'll entertain it over here. I'll tell you that much. We'll entertain it over here. Now let me ask you this: What if she wanted you to? What if she wanted you to uh, make a guest appearance on her OnlyFans? Listen, man, my mom told me that she was going to listen to the show live. So what I want to do is ensure that we 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 maintain the integrity of the show. You know, Miles, I know you you like to use this platform for a lot of uh, salacious conversations and using a whole consortment of expletives. However. It is important that we that we maintain a very neutral and inclusive ground with the content that we deliver with our show to be responsible, of course. That concludes the fictional segment of the All The Way Live podcast. <laughs> Back to real talk. <laughs> is that a no? Is that is that you saying that you wouldn't you wouldn't participate? That would be her endeavor. You wouldn't you wouldn't be willing to lend a hand or any other limb to to assist in the process? <laughs> all three of my hands are not going to be helping but what i was what i was going to get to is that even even before you go that far right start something small would you be would i be a tiktok boyfriend no i wouldn't i wouldn't go there i wouldn't use my face in 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 that way like all the way in the sense you know i'd, I'd be very there's many ways that you can be supportive to somebody who's camera facing without being in front of the camera and i'd explore those ways that can be explained in that way you hold it take the pictures uh, you we've all been the take a picture boyfriend you are the cameraman you are curating the scene we've all been that person so that's a form of supporting it it would be probably harder to find a good cameraman than it is to find support Hmm. <laughs> to find to find uh, co-stars. Well, adding to the list of conversations we can have at another time, I'd it, I would love to have an interesting conversation about when when folks step from behind the camera. You know what I mean? When when folks who would typically be relegated to the position of director or a cameraman actually debut their directorial and actorial skills in a very beautiful and artistic way. We'll get there another day. But I think I think we've bodied this stumbled upon. If you have opinions about who and when and why somebody should have an OnlyFans and a serious significant other, let us know, man. Let's 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 talk about it. Let's chat about it. We can revisit this segment, OnlyFans episodes from now on. Only OnlyFans episodes. Only OnlyFans episode <laughs> definitely is gonna go up on our uh, is gonna go up on our uh, on our Patreon very very soon. The only OnlyFans where we only discuss OnlyFans related things, um, starting with 
um whatever only fans we get in the comments list so go ahead and share that with us which is a actually we need to get into some serious conversation because real things are happening in the world and the transition of this conversation might be rather peculiar but i do want to address this next caught with this next conversation with a whole lot of seriousness because it is something that we stand up for here in, in in our podcast and something that we we hold to a high regard which is just women's safety right and i know that some pretty um there was there was a, a rape that happened in philadelphia which you know came to our attention um do you have do you have more details on the young lady that that was um that was raped on that train in philadelphia last year last week and trigger warning full disclosure my brother does it better than i do no, I appreciate that that acknowledgement and, and tonal shift. And but it's funny, I, interesting that I feel like these conversations aren't too far apart, right? Like as 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 much fun as it is to talk about um, everything that's been happening with OnlyFans and this new strange like digital sexual sexual space, it does represent a space where like yeah like there's, it's a safer space right being virtual by virtue of being virtual first of all but it's also a safe space for like i would imagine a lot of women who otherwise would have to engage in less safe spaces right so i think there is a serious component to that only fans conversation as well uh and as we get into what happened in Philadelphia, right, it's they haven't released any details of the woman who was assaulted. And I think that that's actually um, one of the, the upsides of the story, because I can't imagine what she's going through right now. So essentially what happened was uh, a woman got on the train in Philadelphia a, a week ago, last Wednesday, and she rode the train for about two dozen stops. And this took over like about an hour and from the time she got on the train another a, a man got on the train at the same stop as her and was uh started off by badgering her like he was trying to talk to her whatever maybe started off as regularly hitting on her escalated to touching her she started to push him away uh escalated to groping her until he eventually full-on assaulted her on this public train uh, over the course of an, like, it started, this all happened over the course of an hour, and by the by the final stops, he had actually raped this woman. And there were other people on the train who did nothing, right? Didn't call the police, didn't intervene, and the police were eventually called by a transit worker who, I guess, was employed by the the city, saw what was going on on the train, called the police. The police eventually got on board the train and interrupted the assault. So the assault continued until the police got there and arrested the man who is now in custody. The police then made released a, a statement saying that not only did none of the passengers intervene, but when they checked CCTV of the, the transit station, they found that they had raised their phones to record the incident. The passengers that were present, a few of yeah. them had started to record on their on their cell phones. Yeah, that's the most disgusting part of all of this is the recording elements of it. The fact that people decided then to start picking up their phones and recording what's happening and i think it does speak to a very sinister um a sinister thing that we experience in, in our culture right and something that it brings to mind is what they call a uh, disassociation of responsibility right which is a term that's referred to um and the example that they use in referring that psychological term is uh, why is it easier to kill somebody in front of a large group of people than it is to do so in front of a smaller group of people. And it's, um, I believe it's uh, through uh, Yuval Noah's, uh, it's either Yuval Noah, uh, Yuval Noah Sapiens, where they, where they really get into, into the crux of that, where there is, when, when you see something happening to somebody, especially in a group of people, the disassociation with that responsibility is thinking, no, somebody else is going to take care of this. Somebody else is going to stop, is going to come in and, and stop. Somebody else is going to help. And then the, the responsibility just gets deferred and deferred and deferred. So 
Yeah. It, it does speak to that a little bit, but also again, like a very sinister phone up culture. I blame Worldstar. <laughs> yeah, well, Worldstar is certainly responsible for a lot of a lot of bad things in in society. Uh but Worldstar is also kind of a space where a lot of bad things in society that are happening otherwise um get to live. And there's there's a lot that's gross about that, but also important for for free speech. But I think the more important conversation here, right, is that like so what you're referring to, and I appreciate you kind of bringing the science into it, like uh, is sometimes referred to as the bystander effect, right? Where the more people are around somebody who needs assistance, another person that needs assistance, the longer it takes and the less likely they are to help that person. Mm. And that is, I mean, that was clearly on display in this, in, in what, what happened to this this young lady. And... I was doing some research about it because I was I was thinking about like, I think all of us hear something like that and we want to believe like, yo, if I was there, I certainly would have intervened, right? Like if I was there, I certainly would have stood up. Um, but I can think of two, I've got, I've got, I've got two stories that are, that are, that are kind of semi-related to this that I think inform how I think about this. And I'll think, and I'll tell them really quickly. One time I was at a amusement park. I was at Six Flags uh, with a woman that I was seeing at the time. Beautiful young lady. She was uh, in the very first, like we were, we had just finished college, I think, or maybe it was my senior year or something like that. And she was studying to, she was just starting out in like medical school, right? And we're walking around the amusement park. We're walking around, chilling, looking for somewhere to eat. All of a sudden, this family kind of all stands back and starts making noise, right? And so we look to our left, and this woman is choking. And before I can even process what's happening, the girl that I'm with has her arms around this woman and is uh, like, Heimlich. give her the Heimlich maneuver, right? And whatever she was eating or whatever, she's able to like kind of spit up and start breathing again. She takes this huge gasp. <gasps> you know what I mean? And so, and the family kind of rushes in and the girl that I'm with kind of, she's a small girl, kind of slides off to the side or whatever. Like one of the, one of the woman's family members turns and kind of like says like, thank you. And old, like a, a gentleman looked like it might've been her son that she was elderly. He was like middle-aged. She said like a quick thank you, but we just kind of moved on and kept walking. And yeah. I barely, like, my brain was only comprehending what was happening as it was happening. Whoa, this lady show. Oh, she's giving her the hunt. Oh, she coughed it up. Oh, we got, we making moves. Mm. So, if first of all, if, if if the girl I was with hadn't been there, like, who knows how this would have turned out for this lady? And how lucky was it was she that's that's walking by, right? Yeah, yeah. I've heard of the Heimlich maneuver before. I've seen it. Right. No way was I about to attempt to perform that. Right. No yeah. way was my brain even moving fast enough. Right. But I don't know, bro. You you might you might have to give yourself a little bit of credit because a lot of times fight or flight. Right. There's no there's no real anticipating what you're going to do up until you're in that moment. And there's things that you can do in the fight of in there's things you can do to be able to train your instincts in order to be able to respond with a little bit more uh, clarity of mind in a fight or flight situation, right? Like uh, go learn how to fight, like literal fight, so that when you do are when you are encountered with the fight, the the frenzy to not be able to control what you're doing dissipates. My fight or flight instincts, when I, what that I'm trying to be able to develop is that when I see a woman being assaulted or when I see a woman being, um, you know, made to feel uncomfortable, I confront that. I confront that. I've told the story on this podcast before, where I saw some dude, some dudes harassing some girls. I stopped and I and I and I confronted the dude. So peep this, and I and I appreciate so much. Like man, everything that you said perfectly kind of summed up that that first story. Is like yeah, there's not there's it's it's tough to have that initial fight or fight 
fight or flight response that responds perfectly appropriately to a situation unless you've started to think about how you might need to respond in that situation. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the importance of us having this conversation right now is just to be like, yo, let's start formulating a thought about like, if I'm on a train, I never, I don't know how I'm going to live with myself if I sit and something like that happens. So yeah. I don't, I don't want to forget this moment right here. I want to remember it and have a conversation about it. So I think that's, I think starting to train yourself speaks perfectly to why, as to why this conversation is important. Let me tell the next story. This happened like a month and a half ago while I was in the UK. So you might want to watch yourself. All right. I was on public transportation. I was on the train. Right. I get on the train. It's me and my girl. Right. We got a whole bunch of luggage because we're about to go to or we're just coming back from somewhere, some type of event. But we, she's got a suitcase and I got a big ass duffel bag. We get on the train. The train is packed. Right. It's probably like you, you don't really have much room to move around you. It's a UK uh, train at peak hour. It's bus word word. So, but from behind us, uh, an argument begins. And I can tell from the very initial moments of this argument that it is an argument between two people that are for certain melanated. There was a right. whole lot of expletives being sent. You, 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 this, Every, you that. Everybody cusses, but nobody cusses quite, quite like us. Right. Yeah, and yeah, they, yeah. We and even, with it. even in an unfamiliar continent, I knew for sure that this was two of us cussing, right? Yeah. So it's a man and a, it's a man and a woman. And the woman is they're clearly upset at each other, but the man is like but it's not clear what their relationship is, right? It's not obviously like they're in a relationship. It seems almost more like they just know each other from around the neighborhood and they're in an argument. Mm -hmm. The woman is saying some crazy stuff about this man. Right? Like what? Like uh, you ain't shit. You broke. That's why you you so and so cheated on you. You have HIV. Yeah, yeah, Ma'am. yeah. <laughs> it got real the babyish on the train. <laughs> All right, it got real the babyish. She was making some very problematic statements. My guy clearly wasn't as with the sharp responses right she was just going in on him just saying not necessarily the most clever stuff but very inflammatory things yeah, right things you would not want to be repeated outside at, at, at on a full train right so he's getting more and more upset and he's saying yo you need to chill shut the fuck up i'm gonna beat you i'm you know i'll i'll, I'll handle you out here whatever like I, like i'm gonna mess you up right mm -hmm. she's yeah yeah you won't do stuff i'll get my brother right Mm -hmm. At that moment on the train, I am I am listening to this. I'm hearing it escalate. But my thought is, I'm between this fight and my girl, right? So she mm -hmm. is now. She hears it, of course. Everybody can hear it. She's like, "Oh, what what is going like? What is going on?" And I'm just thinking, you can be as curious as you want to, but like we we my priority is I need to get me and you safely off of this train. I'm from Chicago. I don't know what these people might have. I know that if this escalates into an actual fight, that collateral damage is a very possible thing. Anybody in the media probably airing that whole train out. Chicago will air that train out, but they'll open the windows on that train. It will be a it will be a breeze. There won't be a single soul on a moving train. <laughs> you never know what anybody got, but you know when somebody has said something that you would not be surprised if the other person goes fully into whatever type of mode right yeah in uk you probably have to more worry more about knife crime but on a crowded train that's e that might even be maybe not more but that's still you, one you person getting stabbed there's too many people getting stabbed so i'm my duty on that train at that moment in my brain is to make sure that it's not my girl <laughs> I'm, you know what i mean oh you a coward well hey it's it's i'm gonna, I'm gonna be her coward we gonna be out <laughs> All right, so check this out. But but then but but so then there's also this thought of in this in this situation and this was a much more crowded train. It wasn't like I really could have got to them. Really. But there's this there's this other thought that's like how quickly can I think of a such a not, maybe not a super similar scenario, but a scenario in the same environment 
where my priority is, you know what I mean? They so the story how the story ends is the guy and the girl keep arguing. They say we're getting off at the next stop. Of course, that's the stop that me and my girl are getting off at. Oh man. Right? So I'm all I'm paying attention to is where they are getting off the train. And me and my girl, like, yeah, make she's you know, she's trying to see what's going on. I'm just nah, let's hang back, go forward yeah. a little bit. Mm. But I think I, I bring that whole thing up to say that, like, if he would have punched her in the face, right? After mm. everything she was saying, I don't know that I'm intervening, right? You don't you don't know that is all I'm saying. I, you don't I, know that. But all I'm saying is that in my in my heart of hearts, I don't know. And that's what is I think that is what needs to happen when we see something like this. When we see that we humans, not me or you, but that we have the capacity to watch something like that happens happen. I think we all need to do a little bit of soul searching about hey man like where like if where am i at have i ever thought about that before and like what, yeah. what like we need to it's it's a moment to stop and think and this one is not one to just let you know go by yeah. without a thought yeah i mean those things are always rather complicated but we were in university together and i do remember us specifically on a halloween um after you were trapped in an elevator for hours came out and we saw a gentleman beating his woman we intervened all of us without thought um, she started fighting us as these things can go sometimes. Um, and that was that. So just to round it up, I don't know you saying you don't know if you're doing, I'm saying that I've seen you in a position where you have done it before. And usually with these types of things, it's always, you, you, you don't know how you'll react up until you get it. But I think the, 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 the habit to make is the habit of stepping up. And sometimes that comes with assuming an ass whooping. Sometimes it comes with assuming the fact that, man, this might be putting myself in the line of danger. But um, if if that's if that's your time to catch a lick, man, people have people have caught licks and in, in for, for, for way less word for so less you, honorable things. No one's gonna no one's gonna say anything about about what would happen. Yeah. So you so you as as you as I think why this whole show works, man. You you kind of knew where I was going with it, and you took it. All the way to the, because that's that was going to be my final point was that sometimes you got to jump in and take an ass whooping. Sometimes, but before but before we get there, I want to get back to, to to just one really quick thing about this story, right? Is that so? Like I said, if if he hits her in the face, I don't know that I would have immediately jumped in, right? Because there's this line where, I mean, I, and I'm somebody who has been around a lot of fights, <laughs> right? I've seen a lot of altercations in my lifetime. There's a, there's like, if, if somebody, if any individual, man, woman, child, whatever, is talking mad stuff to another individual, man, woman, child, and that one of those man, woman, child throws a punch because as a result of that, right? That's, I'm, maybe I'm desensitized, but that's, that's, that's regular to me, right? I don't know that I would have jumped in just off of that. Now, if there's a second punch or a third punch, right? And there's, there's, there's a moment where something, we know as humans, we be, we know as people that something is now not okay. Something yeah. goes from being questionable to being not okay. Mm. And part of me wanted to say, well, I wasn't there. How do I know that the people on the train had that moment where they knew it went to not okay? And I know that because they pulled out their phones. Once the phone comes out, once the, the phone is, is, is the incriminating thing, and it actually makes me think about the Black Mirror episode, you know, where the, the lady's running out of a house um and they're and everyone's recording her and it's, it's it's such a if you haven't seen it it's 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 a it's a crazy crazy scene um just off the bat now obviously there's a big twist at the end of it but just that scene of this distressed woman walking through a crowd of people who are just recording her is um it, it, it's indicative of the type of time that we're in but you know to to raise and send positivity to this young lady that was that was um, assaulted on the train. Um, you know, it is disgusting. Um, I hope I hope the persecutors get get. I hope the persecutors, everybody that was watching, gets the 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 full hand of the law. So actually, they're saying that it's probably unlikely that anybody who was a witness will be charged with any type of crime. Of course. But I think the major the major point is 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 the one that we were just making is that there when that instinct to pull out the phone when that moment hits and you know that things are not okay now right 
and it doesn't mm -hmm. have to be like let's move away from this this situation of like rape or like assault or whatever when you realize that this is not okay the, our first instinct to go to the phone is the wrong one that's not that's the wrong that's, that's not the right one right and that's so complicated by the idea that in the incidents of something like George Floyd the people who recorded played a pivotal part in even the opportunity for justice to be served right so the, you have the, the, these, go on you have these conflicting uh these conflicting like ideas right where on the one hand watching somebody whose life is at risk and pulling out your phone is not the optimal like that's not what you really want to be doing but on the flip side of that right the, having recorded evidence of that has been pivotal in certain cases and i think the distinction is the phone comes out when you've exhausted all other options you did yeah. me yeah i mean even with the george floyd thing right during the trial of george floyd um they they asked a, uh, a few people even the so one of the the police uh the police that were there why didn't you stop why didn't you intervene and one of the things the gentleman says like i was scared i was scared i was i was genuinely scared you know I, I did not i could not react and he says it's something that haunts him to this day the fact that he didn't do anything about it so i mean there's there's a lot of nuance when we come to think about the people that were recording but i i do think um teaching teaching ourselves and and motivating the instinct to be reactionary whenever a woman feels uncomfortable is the right thing to do right? just plain and simple so I'll, I'll end it like this, right? The science that you brought into it, the bystander effect states that when the more people are around, when somebody is in crisis, the less likely somebody is to help. But that whole thing gets immediately reversed mm -hmm. as soon as somebody steps in. As soon as one person as helps. As, some, as soon as one person helps, everybody in that group becomes more likely to participate in helping that person, mm -hmm. right? So here's my personal take on it, right? If you find yourself in a situation where some shit that looks foul is going down around you and you feel like somebody should intervene and there are other people around you, the science says if you're by yourself, your instinct and that responsibility being on you will guide you to kick in, right? Will guide you to yeah. act. But if you're in a group, that responsibility, as my brother said, starts to get dispersed and diffused amongst a group of people. So if you find yourself in that group and something bad, bogus is going on and you feel like I need to intervene on this, try and build up all the strength you can to intervene. Say something. Start vocally. Hey, what's mm. going on? Say what you see. Such and such is assaulting such and such over there. Do you see this? What's going on, mm. man? Mm. The other thing is, if you're in this group and you're feeling uncertain, somebody should intervene. Why is nobody else intervening? Turn to somebody else in that group and say, do you see this? Yeah. What do you think about this? Why are, yeah. should we do something? Should Turn we do to, something if about it? If you can't force yourself to confront what's, it, what's actually happening, turn to somebody else and say, hey, hey, you know, start, start there. My thing is, they called the police, especially if it's black. Hey, I don't have to actually call the police. I don't okay. have to see anybody call the police. I just have to say, they Call called the police. police. They called yeah. them. They called them. The police are on their way. I don't know who. I didn't see who they, but they called. And <laughs> that, the police are coming. That would throw a lot of things in. Stuff a lot of things in their track for sure. Disperse. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yo, the cops are coming. Disperse. Hey, man. But that's real. That's real. I'm, I'm so glad that I get to have these types of conversations with you, Mr. Miles Xavier. Your your knowledge on, on this stuff is always fun to interact with. Tell me, are we allowed to play our transitions as our post-editor-in-chief? Absolutely not. We cannot play our transition because we will be demonetized. And I don't know how much money we're making. It's probably nothing. But still, just kidding. We can play that up. Go ahead. There goes all our dollars. So you know what? Since we don't have no dollars because we want to give you the most premium experience possible, if you could please like, comment, subscribe. Tell your friends to like, comment, subscribe. Bring everybody to this show, man. Let them know, man, that we'll be, it be going down over here. We'll be doing it big. What we got That's for them, man? be the episode that blows up for us because 3 million views and we've, we've demonetized it already, <laughs> man. This would be so sad. This would be so nah. sad. Everything, everything works out exactly how it's supposed to, man. 
And if I have to, if we have to demonetize something in the name of a cool transition for the fans, then that's a, that's a sacrifice we'll make for y'all. That's a sacrifice we'll make for y'all. One of the things that we do for y'all too is that we listen to what is hot on the streets. We come, we take your recommendations and we review it, you review and give you recommendations. And today, this week, ain't nothing changed. Young Thug, Punk. What we saying? I'm saying I'm presently surprised. As I as I often am by our uh, by by Thug man by our guy Thug man and shout out to Bradley man Bradley hit us up in the comments while we was in the midst of some of of, of a heated conversation but shout out to Bradley man yo what's up what's up to you man what's up to you cuz yeah you know my saying? boy be red my boy be red shout out but um yeah man this uh this 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 album is um you know. Everything that everything that is here present on on punk, he's he's shown us before in other albums. But it's so interesting to see an artist that has the fan base that Thug has, the ability to make the type of like hip hop that Thug makes, decide to do something that's so much more genreless and so much more artistic. It's I appreciate it. I appreciate it. What did you think? I mean, I mean, I mean you. Doug has been making this type of he has been playing with the sound of of bending genre for a while you know um when he did drop uh Jeffrey that was a largely um country inspired album which a lot of people actually made fun of but following that following that that's when Travis Scott's Yosemite sound started coming out that's where a lot of these now country infused synths in hip hop have have come out of out of Atlanta so in that sense you could call him um a, a pioneer of that type of sound but to see him um elevate the quality in which he delivers it from a um from a from an acoustic perspective from an inf- instrumental perspective it is dope man it is dope to see the the growth of of thug as a as an artist uh, as a pure artist it's, it's it's really cool to see yeah man it's um it's one of those it's one of those pieces that makes you feel like like to me to me personally like i've listened to it and i was like i don't know how many more times i'll i'll like this wasn't like yes this is one of my favorite albums of the year like like for sure i'm gonna be playing this a lot but I'm very glad it exists. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's one of those that I was like, the this, like on a one run through, like the first, just like even the first listen was just like, I'm so glad to be hearing this right now. Yeah. You know it's, what I mean? It's music you'd appreciate listening to whenever you hear it. I, as I was listening to it, I was like, man, you know, this would be dope. No, this I would love to hear this outside being played. I could see myself enjoying hearing this music being played somewhere. Yeah, and it's a it's a it's an interesting relationship. A lot of these artists that are as big as Thug, we hear their music, and it's a similar. It's a sense of like, oh, I'm gonna hear this out for sure. But this is like, oh, when this comes on, when I'm out, I'll be I'll be happy. I look forward to I look forward to it. Yeah, you put that you put that perfectly, and it's beautiful That's to see it. Like some of my favorite Thug tracks before this album were uh, "Real in My Veins," right? Was uh, just how it is. Those tracks mm-hmm. that were much that really relied on the uniqueness of his voice. And that's what so much of this album is like not most people couldn't make these songs, man. Most people yeah. couldn't make these songs sound good, you know? Yeah. I mean, the, the journey of Doug as an artist, bro, is, is very interesting because when he did come out, it, the, the moment of his stardom came from. Uh, a lot of the what they were referring to as cross-dressing at the time, watching Thug with the with the with the dress, holding uh, a gun, sipping lean. You know that that's really where a lot of the popularity came out from. Um, under that ten seventeen Thug two, uh, that that around around that time, getting broken in by Gucci, and then seeing what he did from Barter Six, um, being compared to Lil Wayne so heavily, being compared to Biting Future so heavily um and and being able to put out anthems after that um pushing it now to 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 this and then having some of his own artists introducing gun into the game yo thug is a lot of these dudes dads man a lot of these dudes is uh thug's sons and people don't want to admit that who's bigger between thug and future we might have to take that 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 conversation to atlanta because that's a that's a that's a very difficult one now 
It is. It is. I mean, Future is uh, Future's got this thing where the Future record is always going to get radio play and you're always going to hear it out. But I think Thug makes some of the music that, like, when we look back three and four and 10 and 12 years from now, it's like, he made some of the stuff that's gonna that's gonna last and it's so important for that to happen where it's not a super lyrical artist you know what i mean it's super important for that to happen where the artist that is making this like putting a effort into making the music artistic to making it sound good and making an album that is cohesive that doesn't really have skips isn't the lyrical guy right like mm-hmm. there's a there's a concept to this album there's a reason why even the up-tempo songs sound like they're supposed to be there on an album that's mostly mellow, yeah. right? And it's really important for the artist that's not Kendrick, not the J. Cole, uh, or not even the Drake to be making this type, of, this type of album that is... I think this is like aiming for a classic of its own kind. You know what I mean? Yeah. Aiming for a, an experimental classic. Uh, Definitely. Have you seen the 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 tiny desk of this album? I haven't, but that sounds like it would be fire. Dope, 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 dope. And when it dropped, I wasn't sure where the music was going to. Um, but the intro track of this album is the intro track that he performs live. I don't know if they it's the same recording, but it sounds identical. It's really, it's really very creative. It's very artistic, man. You know, um, we're seeing hip hop be taken to a very interesting place with how these guys are playing with the sounds and with the content. Um, shout out Thug. Off the back of that, speaking of Thug, which also comes into the same time that we got the Gucci, uh, the, the the new Gucci album. And we can't talk about Thug and not talk about Gucci. Before we get there, we didn't rate it. Tell yeah, me, tell man. me, tell you're me. Going, what you're are you going saying? all types of out of order, man. You really run through the whole thing, man. We didn't do no highlights. Please give me some highlights real quick. What was your highlight? Yeah, man, I'm, I'm killing the show order. Please, please, please forgive me, y'all. Please forgive me. Um, the highlights for me, obviously, are going to be the intro track. Um, I thought that was quite uh, fantastic. Um, the track with Future, I didn't mind as well. Uh, damn, I'm waiting for my phone to load. Uh, J. Cole was stressed. What did you, how did you feel about that J. Cole, the J. Cole verse? Man, like I was saying, um, describing the album as a whole, right? It's important for somebody like Thug to be making this, this, like, uh, this masterful artistic project, uh, from his own perspective. And I was really glad that the J. Cole track wasn't another, like, the London Right. I'm, I'm glad that it sounded like Cole on a thug track rather than Cole and thug going for another hit. Yeah, because they have the they have the um, the clout, the following, the mm-hmm. when when they're together, they're going to get clicks. And so I'm, I imagine it's tempting not to try and make every single one of those uh, a club radio smash home run. The London. They, they clearly they clearly just let um the theme of Thug's album dictate this what like what this track sounded like and I think the track is the better for it you know I think Cole was able to show up and this sounds like it was recorded after the last album this sounds yeah. like he was he he's going back to the future saying I have I'm I ain't done and it sounds mm. like Heaven's EP it sounds like a continuation of that so I'm I'm I, I that's a that's a highlight for me I, I I like that. I like the stupid slash asking. That fire. That that track is fire. Uh, peeping out the window. I feel mm-hmm. like it's gonna it's gonna is one of those that's gonna grow on me. Uh, rich nigga shit with Juice World, man. Every time I hear Juice Hard. World's voice now, I I um, you know, there's a little twinge of just like man, this that's that might be one of the I I. I appreciated when we lost XXX Tentacion, who how much he meant to people, but Juice World was the one that to me was like, oh, I got it, I get it, I I I see the the trajectory. Yeah, that's yeah. upset. A star in his own, a star in his own right. Um, the bubbly, Drake and Travis Scott was I. Um, I actually like the Post Malone track. Insure my wrist with Gunna is hard. Love the title. Love the title. Mm-hmm. Um, scoliosis with double G was dope. Um, I give this a I give this a solid um a solid three and a half out of five, man. A solid yeah. three and a half out of five. We right there. We right there. I would not. I wouldn't be mad at anybody giving it a four either. Yeah. Four point five. It's a three point five for me. Just as this is 
without question, it's above average. Uh, it's 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 well put together. It's thoughtfully put together. Um, and so, as a Thug fan, I'm 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 glad we I'm glad we got this. 3. Yeah. 5. What what Listen. else are you What else are you listening to? What else do you want to recommend to the people? What else do you want to What other content are you sharing? Are you uh, digesting at the moment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, on the I'm gonna get to. Well, let me do the music first, man. Before I let me not jump all over the place, man. Um, I'm late on a couple of things. I was just getting to that little Sims. Sometimes I might be introvert, mm-hmm. so I've been I've been running that. Uh, Sis, he wasn't the one. Kirby, there's some fly R and B shit. That Kirby is fire. That Kirby is fire. I sent you that Kirby, didn't I? Nah, I've, 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 well, maybe you did. If you did, then that's me. That's me fucking up. I, I stumbled upon that. Uh, and this, you still don't know me, Marcus Harvey, boy. Nice. I'm hitting y'all with the R&B vibes. Get get on get on that thing right there. Um, and on the TV tip, man, I just finished this uh, this series on Hulu called Only Murders in the Building. One of the whitest things that I've watched in a long time, man. Steve Carell uh, and uh, Selena Gomez are the stars of this. Are the stars of this like murder? It's a murder mystery. Somebody gets murdered in their apartment building and they start a podcast about it. And it's just, it's, 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 it's hidden. It's hidden, especially as we move into the Halloween, the spooky season, a little bit, something mysterious, a little bit. It, it's, it's hidden. If you rock with us, only murders in the building, check that out, man. That's a, that's a fun little, fun little show. Hell you know? yeah. Hell yeah. Um, I'm listening to that James Blake, uh, friends that break your heart. I thought that was really dope. Um, definitely running a bit of that Maxo cream. Uh, so icy boys, Gucci man, keeping it real thug, thug late leaves. Still stuck on that life of Don, Don Tolliver. I'm still stuck on that life of, uh, uh, that life of Don that's been carrying me through. Um, some of that Makami duck season, if you haven't. Um, and then also running, uh, to just finish up the latest episode of Wu-Tang into the saga, the document, the, the Wu-Tang story. Uh, really dope, man. Really dope. Worth a watch for sure. Nice, nice. Well, I think that's uh, I think that's all the recommendations that I got, man. Um, I know that we 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 could wrap it up, but uh, we covered a uh, previously on recommended review. We covered we covered Chappelle. And he seems like he's under fire a little bit. <laughs> just a just a little bit. He is under fire. He is under fire. And, you know, it is something that's been talked about ad nauseum. And that's something that we try and draw a balance of in this podcast, like deciding the line of what it is we're going to talk about based versus what everybody is talking about. Um, it's It was predictable before he even dropped it. The response was predictable before he even dropped it. Um, and I think it's dangerous to... Uh, it's dangerous not to be able to laugh at some things, especially if those things are as shared as self-identity. And the that, that's that's it. I got an I got an article uh, that maybe we can drop it in the description, but that was written um, about the about the piece that I want you to that I want you to read. To me, it's it's a moment of like, man, Chappelle is one of the greatest comedians we've we've ever had. Um, but even the folks that are great aren't perfect. And that's something that I've been increasingly realizing, like over the course of the course of my life, right. Is that the people that I held up as heroes, some of them I've had to watch fall in horrible, like ways, painful ways to me. Yeah. Um, I just saw Kanye wearing a mask. I still can't shake it. (laughs) I'm glad you called where I was, where I was alluding to. Uh, but I think what this Chappelle thing is, I think you're seeing somebody that, I don't think I don't think on when we reviewed it, I said it felt Kanye ish, but I have so much. I have faith that Dave Chappelle has the ability to to take the criticism that has merit and mm-hmm. continue to be the comedian and the person that he needs to be mm-hmm. in spite of any of the criticism that doesn't. And yeah. I hope to see that play out in the in the future. Definitely. Definitely. You know, um, in the future, there's a whole lot of things that are happening. Like we're dropping more of these episodes. We're coming live. Um, you know what it is. Shout out to my Bradley for text for uh, commenting. You know, we're going to start engaging with that more because honestly, Miles, we know. Oh, yeah, man. 
It's inescapable, yo. I just described to you a show about a podcast. It's too many podcasts. Some of the podcasts are even fictional. We had a fictional segment of this podcast where Zway said all sorts of salacious things about me. It is too much podcasting going on, but you are here. And if you are listening to the sweet and savory sounds of hazelnut tones, that's me, y'all. And chestnut tones. Hi, y'all. That's me. Mm hmm. Then you are a true fan. Then you are appreciated. Then you are into celebrations of celebrating, because that's what this is. You are into celebrations of love, because that's what this is. You are into celebrating how good it feels to be black. Don't it feel good, way? Favorite thing in the world, baby. It's my favorite thing, too. We hope that it feels good to be you. Whatever skin you are in, wherever you are at, on the map, we give you that. Eat something delicious. Hug somebody you love. Like that. Peace. Water. We go. You know what it is. Bye.